What's up, everyone? I'm Abdul. Yo, homies. I'm Asim. And we're the Grid Bros. And today we're going to be talking about Montreal and everything else that's happened just after it and I guess leading up to the race as well. So, Asim, what did you think of the race? I thought the race was going to be quite a boring race when like the news of Charles' penalty came out and you thought, oh, he's right at the back. It's going to be an easy win for Max and there's not going to be too much challenge going on. And then... Obviously, um, in qualifying and in practice, Checo didn't look that good either. He was not too comfortable. I didn't think he would get into Q3 anyway, even without the crash. So then that just made it look like more, oh, it's going to be an easy race for Max. But I think with all the different drivers being near the top, it changed it for them because it made Carlos really wanted to go for that first win. He did. I, I, and I he, he was, was so close. He was so close. Also, what I was thinking about, I thought the exact same thing about the race. So I thought, okay, even though they call it a street circuit, it is more of a track. Oh yeah, it that's feels... at the end. I thought that that did not feel like a street circuit because they kept saying this is Max's first win at a street circuit, first yeah. pole at a street circuit. So basically, I, look, but... uh, I looked it up. What they call a street circuit is some the roads that are normally used for normal uh, without a race or race day is used as just normal roads. Oh. So any roads they have to block up which are not publicly used is called a street circuit. That makes sense. When I was looking sense. at it, I was thinking this is not a street circuit, and I did know from before that. Okay, I had looked it up before that. It did say okay, whatever. What the conditions are, yeah. Qualifies it to be a street circuit. But I looked at the track and I was just thinking, okay, this just seems like an easy race. It's going to, it's not, I didn't think it was going to be boring, but I just thought, okay, it's just going to be a race. Whoever starts first, most probably Red Bull or Ferrari would get a good finish and that would be it. Yeah, because this track felt more similar to Barcelona than to Monaco which is like a street circuit in my head. Monaco, Jeddah, those are the kind of street circuits. Yeah, I think, I think they have more corners and everything, yeah. which makes it more of like, a, you feel it, it's like a street circuit. It feels circuit. a lot tighter as well, yeah. You do, yes. These roads were very wide. Yeah, these roads were wide. It was like, a, it nearly was like a full But track. it makes sense, yeah. It Canada does, and yeah. America are bigger roads, aren't they? So yes, just as we start, we Charles got a penalty. Yeah, so Charles got a penalty. Oh, I think when we were watching on Thursday, it was all like, will he get a penalty? Will he get a penalty? We wasn't quite sure, but he ended up taking, definitely took a 10 place penalty after I think one of the practices and then it increased to the full 20 by the time we got to race day. I was under the impression that when I was actually watching the practice, he was getting 10 grid spots penalty, right? Yeah. And then nobody was sure what components he's added on or what's happened that it's gone to 20. Yeah. And I was under the impression that if you get one engine and two and you just used one engine in one practice and the newer one a second new engine in the second practice so that way you just get your 20 spots penalty right now oh, rather than pushing okay. it to another race and then get 10 spots there like grid spots there for another penalty penalty but it's just that he's got one new engine yeah and just a few more yeah if it, if it was just a turbocharger then it would have been 10 places but i think they realized it's just too much of a risk for reliability yeah. to keep one of the old engines when you're taking a 10 place penalty anyway, you might as well just fix the whole thing. Because I think they had um, upgrades planned for Silverstone anyway. So, oh, right. yeah, it made sense just to take him in this track, especially because, like we said, it's so wide. There was a lot of overtaking opportunities Which and is... he did really well overtaking a lot of the back. He did, yeah. Markers. And then he still finished fifth, which was really good. I thought that was really good. And also... I had him Most... predicted for the podium still. And even when the race started, I thought he will get to the podium if it wasn't for Ocon. I think... When he got to just behind Ocon and he lost his grip, it just made it impossible because Ocon's really good. That Alpine is a very strong car and with Charles' lack of grip, it just made it next to impossible to close the gap and actually make the overtake. That's literally what I was going to say. It literally come to that part was 
he did the he did the race really well for was it 39 or 42 laps that he went on yeah. just the hard set of tires and i was just thinking wow this has done really well yeah. and then at the end when he realized guys this is not going to work that he's not going to make it and then when he had to actually do the pit stop towards the end of the race i thought okay now he's going to lose a few spots but then when he came back out obviously including everything that was happening in the safety car and everything happened after which did give him I yeah there were a lot of safety well, cars yeah. but that did give him the advantage to actually just finish in a good position but also Ferrari I think did really well this weekend with Carlos yeah Sainz I think well. they did really well with Charles especially because um, I think apart from that Ocon move because you realise like on the radio even Ferrari was saying yeah we're going to go to plan D now because of that Ocon they were really not expecting Ocon to be so difficult so they went from A, B, C all the way down to plan D which was obviously at least they was. have that many plans cause yeah good they're imagine learning. not having it and then just come into it and think okay guys we run out of plan C and that's yeah. it what do we do now plan it now so yeah yeah, so good. that's a positive, I suppose, if you want to look at it that way. But um, yeah, with Carlos, yeah, like you say, this was a massive race for him. And like my cousin's a Ferrari fan and he was saying like with Charles out of the picture kind of for this race, whatever Charles, if he got points, it was a bonus. But this race was really about Carlos seeing if his race pace can keep up with Max. And it did. Although I think the safety cars kind of masked how much of how much his race pace actually did match with Max because every time there was a gap of about 10 seconds safety car bunched him up the actual safety car came out so it Not kind of did mask it once properly to do that in. but I thought he was really because I feel like race pace if you look at like if it was a bit there was more laps left I think the distance between him and Max would have increased but I thought he was doing really well, to be honest. But then again, if especially at the end, yeah. If you look at it like this, if the straights were a bit longer, he could have taken Max with the DRS. Yeah. So I think he did really well. I was actually really thinking that he was going to get his first finish, a uh, first uh, win. win at Canada, and that's it. That was going to be the best thing. And ever. I know we've been praising Ferrari, but I did think as well at the end of the race that last pit stop on the safety car, they could have put Carlos on mediums, maybe to give him an extra an extra push to try and get that win don't you think or well, i think they played it a bit safe just sticking with the hards again i think but that would have been a risk I if they wanted it to win a couple of times with different teams as well i thought okay why are they putting hards on or why are they put medium them because towards the end when there's like 15 laps left i thought even if you put on softs yeah it would give you that, that boost risk, just to yeah. like take it and that's it but that would it would be risky but then what else have you got to lose Exactly. Sometimes you've got to take those risks. Yeah. What yeah. else have you got to And lose? I think like, because of how close Carlos actually got, if he had a faster tyre and his tyres were fresher as well. So a fresher, medium. They're definitely fresh, yes. Yeah. He might have been able to do it. Yeah. So maybe that was just a bit nervous from Ferrari. I think for them, they were probably worried about that. Look, if we don't make, do it now, Charles is already out the podium. And then if Carlos gets off the podium as well, that does affect the points a lot. Yeah. So it might just be better just to stay place. But I think from like a Carlos fan point of view, going for that first win, we would have liked it. I'd have loved it to happen yesterday, but then I feel like a lot of the times, when I think about it, I feel like obviously I'm not going to go to every single race, but I kind of want to be there for the first win. I'm just like, no, you can't want him to not win until we go. (laughs) No, I want him to win. I don't mind if he wins when I'm not there, but then when you're there, it's just more like, oh yes, I was there for his first win. And I was thinking about that with George as well. I was thinking... (laughs) I'm not going to go to every race, like I said, but I would want to be there for their first wins, like George and Carlos's. So I hope it. They're getting closer and closer. Enough, so. but I don't mind. Obviously, if I'm not there, it is what it is. So yeah, we'll still enjoy it. Yes, and also Yuki got penalty as well. It wasn't. Yes, 
like do you know how Charles is we knew that it might happen it's happened but Yuki's I wasn't aware of it's happening until I saw him like on the grid yeah I don't know if that's up. because like maybe the bigger teams get a lot more coverage Having. yeah and like there's a lot, a lot more news out there online on social media there is, about yes. those teams especially when it's Ferrari and Red Bull because they're in the championship fight yes. but yeah, you wouldn't notice AlphaTauri unless you was a fan or unless you were specifically looking out for them. Yes. And also, I checked that out. It was because he got new engine components as well. Okay. Yeah, because I was reading that because um, there's only three engines permitted per driver this year, there's going to be a lot of engine penalties. Like, this is not the last we've seen of yeah, cause it's still... someone starting from the back. Like, it's going to happen for Red Bull because we saw Checo go out as well. Checo had another bit of trouble with his car he did yes yeah he didn't have the best race best weekend anyway and then i think they said it was his gearbox that messed him up as well oh, that was not it's at the start of the race i was there the ninth lap yeah it was I really like, early do I you know if it's it start or before the middle of the race it's fine you kind of adjust yourself to it while during the race but if it's towards the end it hits you that much harder that oh wow yes what could have been like could have been on the podium good points everything just adds up but if it's at the start... Like Bahrain, that was um, it helps the, the teams as well, one yeah. of the final laps that Checo yes. DNF'd. That was, yes. And then as a fan as well, you feel like, oh, what could have been? And then you're just dwelling on that. Yeah. Speaking of Bahrain, quickly. Yes, last week we did say uh, how Baku was Lewis's best finish of highest, the season. But yeah. then, highest, yeah, highest finish of the season. But he did finish on the podium. He finished in third position in Bahrain. So we got yeah. that wrong which he did last night as well. Yeah, I kind of blocked out that race because of the two DNFs for Red Bull. And that's I Because it was so much at the start of the season, it felt like it was forever ago. Yeah. And for some reason, it just didn't register. And I was thinking afterwards, as soon as I think the episode was out, we looked back and we thought, okay, we It's because up. as well, you always think like, George has outperformed Lewis almost every race this season. Yes. So if anyone was going to get a podium, we would have assumed it was George. But yes. Which he did really well again. Mr. Consistent was fourth again yesterday. So, which yeah. is really good. I feel like he's actually doing really well. Do you know, Mercedes is getting the car better. And I feel like they've got two weeks now till Silverstone. So if another upgrade they need to do now. Yeah. Which is going to happen by Silverstone. Mercedes are going to be in such a good position to be both drivers on the podium. Yeah. It will make the championship way more interesting. But when we look at the table now, I think everyone's close apart from Max. Max is kind of pulling away with a bit of a lead. I think he's like 49 points. But Checo and Charles right next to each other. I was looking at that as well earlier. Max is about 49 points from Charles, not from Checo though. But also, about six races ago, Charles was about 46 points ahead of Max. So Max has... Yeah, the swing has been huge. That nearly 90-something points in the past five to six races. And that's not normal. That is all down to reliability. Saying like... Another four races, if he wins the next four races in the perfect world, it would just be another 100 points right there. And we are coming up to some very Red Bull favourite tracks. Yeah, like because we're coming up to Silverstone now, obviously in a couple of weeks, and then yeah. we've got France, Budapest, and I guess obviously Austria as well Oh yes, in the mix. So they are like Red Bull, and especially Max. He's done really well on those tracks. Yeah, he loves racing there. Yeah, so... We'll see how that goes. And I felt as like, long as the car finishes the race, he'll be fine. Hopefully, yes. And what I really liked about yesterday is, oh, yesterday wasn't just the Ferrari versus Red Bull. At the end, when the safety car came out, when Mercedes was there, it was like it was more exciting to see like three teams, three drivers from different teams competing against each other. It just makes a race so much more exciting and entertaining. And if that happens later on during the rest of the season as well, it is just a lot more, a lot better to watch. 
yeah and more competition for each other as well for the drivers that there's six drivers competing for something that's up there for yeah. the championship or even just to finish up first two i think it could have been even better as well if we're going by a quali there was the top five drivers were all from five different teams they were, yes. so that could have been really good if alonso's race went as we all thought it would and magnuson as well because the Haas upgrades this was their last set of upgrades for this year Oh, is it? So that's why their cars were so good. Yeah, because Magnussen and Schumacher were both really high in qualifying. They were really. I, just, I didn't actually look at the, these are the upgrades. I just assumed that's okay, they've thing. just done really because well. Because they're a small team, like their upgrades and stuff doesn't get as much publicity. It gets ignored sometimes. But yeah, they had their last package upgrade. So their cars looked amazing. For the rest of the, the year, so there's weekend. no more upgrades during the. If they do, then they take penalties. Yeah, I think they said they're going to focus on next year's car from now on. So this should be their last set of upgrades. Okay, wow. That's Which is a bit early, but I suppose that's what smaller teams have to do. Yes. But yeah, on just before the race or just after qualifying, Gunther was saying, yeah, we want a points finish. Magnussen was comfortable and confident of a double points finish for both drivers. Schumacher was driving amazing that race until his car troubles. And then that gave me a little bit of nerves because it was like Ferrari engine. What's happened there? Yeah, that's something I, wrong. <laughs> I think because of the last race, everybody went out subsequently, like just Ferrari... And then the, everybody who's got the engines had troubles. And yeah. that's in, when they happened to Schumacher, I thought, oh no. Not again. <laughs> Not yeah. okay. and who's it, who else is it going to happen was... to? And then you would think it might just happen again, but luckily it didn't. Yeah. The safety cars were not really crashes, were they? I feel like nobody actually had a bad crash, even yeah, for the safety cars coming out. I think Yuki's was obviously, it was just bad time. Literally, just after pit stop, he came yeah. out and then it just, the tyres locked up and he just went straight onto it. And that was obviously the safety car Ferrari was hoping for. They were wishing for Carlos Sainz's pit stop. Yeah, because they literally said to him yeah. on the radio, didn't they? If there's a safety car, you pit. <laughs> yeah, and then that worked out really good for him. But yeah, yeah that was really unlucky for you. It was to be almost honest. perfect weekend for Carlos. Yeah. The more you look at it, the more the, all the little things add up. It was almost the one. The but victory will really come. Close. The win will come soon. I'll try to go to all the races next time, but <laughs> well, I'll be there. But yes, it was really good. But yeah, unlucky for Yuki. That was literally just after a pit stop as well. I've not actually seen that before. Yeah. Might have happened, but not like. But yeah, so Mick, so Mick's troubles that was bad, and then Magnussen as well, repeat of Barcelona. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do you know when it happened? Lewis, and because Lewis was right next to him, when the front wing got damaged, I was thinking, please don't tell not me he's going to yeah. hit the tire, and then the tire is going to go. Because we were there for Barcelona, and yes. you could hear the frustration in Lewis's um, yes. voice. Like the TV, I don't know if they showed it as much, but you could hear like Lewis was convinced like he wasn't going to get points it was like it was a tough race because he had to pit so early he was so far behind everyone but the team were like no we, we you can get points today and he actually did get points so maybe that gave him confidence yeah we were on. just that was barcelona you're talking about right yeah yeah so yes when it happened you know also i feel like it takes such a long time when you've pitted because we were there in person it feels like you can feel the difference as to how long it's taking the, the gap to... feels so much bigger yeah, yeah. because because then, on screen, you can just focus on another part of the race. Yeah. But you always notice that 30 seconds later, Lewis comes by on his own. Yeah. That's what I was happening. And then when it happened yesterday, I was just thinking, wow, no, please don't tell me this is going to happen. And then, Not again. Yeah, I was thinking Lewis must be sick of the sight of this And then guy. when he missed Lewis, and then afterwards, one of the corners, he was near George. And I was thinking, please don't tell me you're about to hit George now. <laughs> but Yeah, so it was it, annoying in that sense. But then the fact that he had to pit, I think the FIA said that he had to pit because yeah, they were it was looking too dangerous. Because, yes. Yeah. But I think he was really unlucky with that because there was a safety car shortly after that. So he had to pit in normal conditions. So he lost yes. even more time than everyone else who just took advantage of the safety cars. So I think he finished near the back. It does, but that's, a lot it. of drivers do feel, I've heard a lot of drivers say this, that 
if you put under a, a safety car or a virtual safety car, you should. It's, it's like you just got lucky with your pit stop, and that's giving you a lucky advantage, which shouldn't be, not shouldn't be allowed, but should be looked into in a way. What can be done to change that? I've heard Lando say something similar to this. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. I think if you get lucky enough to plan for it, or it happens. Obviously, you can't plan for it, but you know certain tracks have a higher risk of red flags than yes. yellow flags. So if it happens, you it you you have to have that in your thinking. I think every team prepares like for the off chance that something could go wrong. That's right. Yes. I mean, not to the extent of like what we've seen in some races, like last season, for example. But yeah, last season was a lot of yellow uh, yellow flags, a yeah. lot of just crashes and everything. But I feel like we're still at the start enough to I see feel something. Like people similar. are still getting used to the bigger cars, so they're not risking it too much. So we're not yes. seeing like crazy crashes. That's true. Yes. Who else? So I know the driver of today was Charles, um, and I think. I kind of expected that as well because starting that far back in a Ferrari, if you watch the coverage at the start, you know when Ted does his walk up and down the grid, um, he was talking to a few drivers and even they were saying, I think Magnussen was saying, yeah, if you see a Ferrari behind you, that's not our fight. So we're not going to like make it difficult. He's going to just pass because we know Ferrari's way faster. And I think you saw that with most of the cars that he passed, even though the overtakes were really good. Um it was only Alpine that were like, yeah, we're not letting him go. <laughs> we're yeah, going to battle him. Even on the him. team radio, they were saying just try. Yeah. And also even they, their fight, they Alonso's say, fight was um, Hamilton more than anything. But with Ferrari, they were still holding right. It was just, and like the Alpine, they did say, uh, who did they say? Did they say to Alonso that let Ocon pass? Or did they say to Ocon that let Alonso pass, but be careful the Ferrari is right, right next to him? Oh, they said, yeah. Alonso was complaining because he was right behind Ocon. And he was saying he's much faster. He can go much faster than this. But... Yeah, Charles was literally right behind what, him. Uh, 0.3 seconds, whatever the gap was. It was literally at one, And they were like, we yes. cannot let you pass. Alpine would say, we cannot let you pass because the risk of Charles just taking you as well is just too high. Yes. Like, he'll get past. If you get past Ocon, he'll go as well. But I think Charles took him anyway. Charles took both of them, yeah. Yeah, Charles took them both anyway by the end. Yes. But they tried. And also, coming to Alonso, I think qualifying, everything worked so perfect for him. But in the race, as he dropped back... At one point, it did look like he will take Lewis, but then you could just tell, okay, he's not finishing on the podium or he's not finishing in the top four after a little bit. But then when he did finish in a good spot, just today, I in the morning, it was, was it announced today or was it announced yesterday that he's got a penalty? Oh yeah, I think it was yesterday. It was a five second, race. Yeah, yeah, five so second penalty he had. And then he, because of that, he finished number nine. Yeah, so both Alfa Romeos were right behind him. Bottas yes. and Ju both took him and he finished P9. Yes. But my driver of the day, finished p10 so yeah. all the talk this weekend was about latifi home race potentially his last race because there's a lot last of rumors race. last race in total because a lot of rumors about williams looking to replace him right now sooner then. rather than later yeah so in the next week apparently so potentially with um i think piastri oh wow yes yeah i think it was when i say yes i don't mean it in a yes in like a celebratory way i meant oh yes as in i know who piastri is yeah yeah, I think we knew that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, just saying, just because that yes sounded a bit like, oh, yes, Latif is getting replaced, but I'm, I have nothing against him. Yeah, but, yeah, but... He's a good driver. So they were saying they're looking to replace him for next season, but a lot of the rumours online are saying that it could even happen before that. So there was a lot of talk because all of that news came out this week and it was his home race. So he was taking a lot of the attention. But there was another Canadian on the grid. Yes, Lance Stroll, 10, 10, and yes. he finished P10. Yeah, right at the end, I think he took Danny Ricardo. So did, it was yes. a bit bittersweet because I was thinking, oh, Danny Ricardo, nice to get in the points. But then when I saw a Stroll, I was like, no, nah, I really want Stroll to get points at his home race. So I was happy that he got it. And that one point turned out to be huge as well for the constructors because it took them one point above um, Haas. 
It did, who yeah. before, so at Lights Out, you would have thought, yeah, Haas are going to get two points finishes with both their cars. They're going to run away in the constructors from their rivals, Aston Martin, at the moment. But by the end of it, it was just one point for Aston Martin that took them ahead and no points for Haas. So, yeah, yes. it can change so quickly. It can, yeah. So Haas is stuck at 15 points, Aston Martin's at 16. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, before that is Williams at num- three points, but that's obviously lost. They're at the end right now. So I yeah, I think Albon's got all of those three points because he's had three P10 yes. finishes. He had a good finish, a good uh, race yesterday as well. Yeah. And it was a good race for him. They finished in a good spot. Yeah. Yes. But I feel like Williams, a lot of the times, the pressure gets put on the driver. Yeah. That it's the driver doing bad or it's the driver's fault that they're not finishing good. I think because Williams is such a big, like historically such a big team. Yes. They still have that reputation. Yeah, and so. sometimes like you can just look at the driver and blame them without actually realising, wait, this car is not the greatest car. So like cut, cut them some slack. It happens. I guess obviously the team isn't doing it on purpose, but it just happens to be it's happening to them a lot. Yeah. I do think their car is a bit weird, though, how they're the only team that doesn't have the dashboard on the steering wheel. I do think that's a bit weird because I was thinking, like, when you're turning, surely, like, if you're turning left and your hand's blocking the dashboard so you can't really see. But I don't know. I guess they're used to that. Because every other other car has their dashboard on the steering wheel. Yes, they do. Also... Now, moving on from uh, Williams and the cars, at the race yesterday, did you notice the pit stop errors? Oh, my and gosh. And it just happened. It was so McLaren. consistent. From, not just McLaren. It was like, it, it happened to one. And I think it happened to Ferrari as well and Aston Martin as well. They dropped the car too fast and then they had to pick the car up. Oh, yeah. Uh, first, it happened to, McL- um, I guess, obviously, McLaren. They had they put the wrong tyre on for Lando. McLaren, they double stacked, I think, under a safety car. So, Lando was already waiting for Danny so I was like, to go. Who had the wrong tyre on? on that was Lando as well. So first he came in behind Danny and they hadn't cleared Danny Rick's yes, car that part yet. I saw, yes. So he went out and then when Lando came in, they put the wrong tyre on him. Yes, and then so that slowed like, him down so much so more. So bad, yeah. Yes, and then I was, uh, it was either the Ferrari or the Aston Martin, I'm not sure. They dropped the car too soon and then they had to obviously yeah, leave they the had car to back, back up and put it back up. Yeah. The front and then right. I think it was Ferrari, Aston Martin and a bit of Mercedes as well. Mercedes happened to George Russell, I think, where it was... It, it happened to at least two cars that they dropped the car too soon. And then I was just thinking, what is happening with pit stops today? And also, did you notice? I don't know if it was just coincidental that it happened to a couple of teams. But when the pit stops happened, it wasn't that many people on the car changing the tyre, passing the tyre. It was like one person just putting the tyre. Yeah, tire I noticed that as well. There was only yeah. one person on one of the pit stops. And I was thinking, what? why is that? I don't know. I just, I didn't look that into it either. But I just thought, oh, that was weird because there's less people there. Because I know that happens in F2. I was, maybe they're just... Because it was a safety car, maybe they're just relaxing a bit more. I don't think you can relax during a pit stop like that, because then that just costs you everything. So, moving on from the pit stops, Pierre Gasly! His contract has been extended. Yeah, that was crazy that only a few weeks ago, that was like massive talking point. And now it's just all been put to bed. It has, but like then it's, again, it's going to start again next year, because obviously this is for one year, because everybody else has their drivers. I feel it's... Obviously, extend it to end of 23. He's driving good, so it works good for the team as well. But obviously, he would want to still end up at Red Bull. Or, yeah, one of the top teams to but actually fight. And Sergio Perez is still there till 24. And obviously, Max is not going nowhere. So, I feel like next year again, because Daniel Ricciardo's contract is till 23 as well, 2023. So, But I do like how both the teams, like McLaren came out with Daniel Ricciardo and they just confirmed, yep, stop yes. talking about him. He's staying um, Pierre Gasly now as well they've come out and just confirmed his contract for next year it's nice that when these things come up 
they just deal with it really quickly and now we can stop talking about it and just focus on racing again. That is, yes. And I feel like it's happening a lot more this year because before it used to be like, it's not announced, not announced. Okay, who's going to come take your spot? Who's going to come take your spot? Everybody's, everyone yeah. just lets the rumours fly and then it was never put to rest. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, no, stop it. This but it's it, nicer done. this way because we've got such good racing to look forward to. It wouldn't be good to have just, that hanging in the background. Yeah, and plus every time something happens, everyone would start, would start talking about, okay, because you had a bad finish, does that mean the team's about to replace you? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it probably makes sense for the team. It teams. would say now the heads as well because then it probably yeah. causes more crashes while you're stressed about, you're like, no, I need this position. Yeah, where am and I going to be And then you probably cause such a big crash then you're just like, well, that just... Made yeah, it, it makes sense made for the teams to make sure. The team. It makes sense for the teams to make sure that their drivers are concentrated and not like have this stuff hanging over their head. Yes, that is good. Also, um, I was reading somewhere is Sergio Perez has something Bottas never had. What's that? A two-year contract extension. Did Bottas never have that at Mercedes? Yeah, I'm gonna look into that, and I think we should look at that because it literally said that his contract extension was always a year. Wow. It does say, yeah, it was a one-year deal when Bottas signed. And then since then, all following extensions have come on a yearly basis. Oh, so maybe that's a Mercedes thing. That's a Mercedes. Can it be? Obviously, Lewis gets to decide how long he wants to stay for. But is George yeah. on a one-year contract right now then? No. I was trying to find an excuse for Mercedes, but... No, I'm not, like I'm not saying anything bad about Mercedes. It's just yeah. that it felt as though it would give the drive all... It's good to have your options, I guess, right? It's just to have options, but then you're always making that option feel like you are definitely an option. You can be replaced. Yeah. But then... Yeah, I think I see it I think, more. I feel way. like a lot of times when we see as things like, oh, well, you're making the driver feel a certain way, but then who's going to look out for the team? The team yeah, has to look out for Yeah, it's got to be a balance, though. Yeah. It's got to be a balance. So if Lewis was a champion for such a long time, obviously he would be the preference for the team to be like, okay, we need you, you stay. Yeah. And this is how long we want to lock you in for, rather than both drivers are locked in and then something bad happens and it's like well we can't replace somebody just like that unless there's mechanisms <laughs> yeah that's another thing there's always a way if they want you out I'm sure they'll find a way yeah it'll just come yes contracts again Australia's just been extended till 2020 2035 35, sorry yeah, yeah that's like 12 long years, time. 13 years yeah and also they are adding do you know everywhere you look now obviously Formula 1 is expanding it's getting huge, yeah. Drastically. It's just getting bigger and bigger, and which is a really good thing for the sport and for everybody who just enjoys for it. For us, yeah. Yes, for us, yes. Las Vegas is coming on in 2023. Yeah. South Africa might be added in 2023. Yeah, that's a huge one because Formula One in Africa, I know there's loads of fans in Africa. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would literally, it's that, the more you add, the bigger it gets, the more options there are as well. Yeah, rather exactly. Than just having limited... They're not limited options. Everybody would want Formula One to come to the no, country. No, but I know there's a few, like, for us, it's easy because we can get to a lot of countries. We can travel quite easily. But people in, like, Asia or Africa, it's hard to get visas. So for them, it's not every race is, like, an available race. Like, yes. I know for a lot of the countries, um, Azerbaijan, Baku is, like, the only place they can go without getting a visa. So that's, like, the one race they look out for on the grid. So to have more options like that for those kind of fans is definitely positive. It's definitely good, yes. But I'm excited for this. I want to see... Uh, the track's going to be... I just, I'm so excited for South Africa, especially. Yeah, because I think the last big sports event I remember in South Africa is probably the World Cup. Way it was back. That, yes, that yeah. was way back. Yes. Also, the Las Vegas race, is that going to be... That's, have they announced anything regarding that? Is that a track or is that a street circuit? No, I think that's going to be a street circuit. That's going to be a street yeah. circuit. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a Saturday race as well. Yes. Yeah. So they're changing everything for that. Thursday yeah. practice, Friday quality, Saturday race. Yeah. That'd be nice. That would be... That's going to be really exciting. Lastly, I saw this thing online. 
of which F1 team you should support. So it's like a yes or no answers. I'm going to go with it and you answer it and then let's see where you end up. What I'm going to, shall I say what team I support now anyway? And then let's see if the quiz lines me up or doesn't. So I like Red Bull. That's my team. Yes. So now this starts with obviously people who've just come to Formula One or obviously if you've been there for some time, you would have watched that your first answer is going to be yes anyway. Because so. it's easy to get into Formula One and not have a team and not yes. need to have a team. You can really enjoy it. Just That's how I was as well. Yeah. I think I feel like even now I don't have one team. I've just literally I I like the drivers more in a way that I know okay this driver finished good. This was good for me. I'm happy with this. Rather yeah. than okay the team's finishing the team not doing so well. What's going to happen with the constructors? I don't mind who finishes first in the constructors. Obviously it helps the teams because obviously all the budget and everything, all the money and everything they get from that, which is really good for them. But, but even I, then it's not like just we're just looking at the top of the constructors like. That point for Aston Martin against Haas was really big. Yeah. It was nice to look at at the bottom of the table. It was, yes. And so for me, it is more of like drivers. So Daniel Ricciardo is still my favourite driver. Wherever he drives. Yeah, wherever he ends up. I don't mind. But if Carlos finish, finishes good, I like the, I'm happy with that. If Charles finishes good, I'm happy with that. Sometimes Max as well. Lewis, George. But for me, it goes Daniel Ricciardo, Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, and then Charlotte Clear Max, everybody just fits in there. Lewis, I really like as well, but then obviously when the car gets better, that's when we'll come to that part where he... Yeah, I we'll would, get to appreciate him more. I like Lewis in a way that I would want him to become champion again once, just to have that eight-time world champion, just to be the best ever on paper as well. He did amazing considering that was the worst car he's ever driven. Yeah, they did say that. And Toto did come out. So Toto, I was just reading an interview from uh, last night, I think it was over from this weekend. It did say... I'm going to come back to that questionnaire again, by the way, to which Formula One team you should support. But yes, Toto said, it's given an impression as though just because Toto has said it or Mercedes has said it, now the FIA has come. But if you do look back at Baku, most, at least one driver, that's exactly what Toto said. At least one driver from each team did mention something about the Mazing being really bad. Which, if I see it from his point of view now, obviously I'd be happy for the FIA to intervene and then just everybody gets something on their car and it stops the bouncing. But the car is really bad. Mercedes have it the worst. Yeah, but okay, I get the point about at least one driver from every team complaining about it. But I think that complaint should be directed to their team. It's their team's job to hear that and fix the car for them. It shouldn't necessarily be FIA to step in and regulate it. That should be, I think someone on Sky was saying, one of the commentators as well, like, performance should not come at a risk to safety to driver safety but that's exactly what the drivers are saying and that's exactly what toto is saying is all that right now then toto needs to tell the factory or no, get it sorted it's within just, your can teams. i just finish one second it's toto is exactly saying the same thing that risking the driver's safety and not fixing the bouncing for performance some, yes but something yeah. needs to be done so that's why the fia have come in and intervened in a way that okay now it's affecting the drivers We'll so see. We'll it's see. It's affecting what the not FIA just like the drivers in a way that it's affecting them physically. It is going to affect them physically and other drivers on the track as well. If it's not safe and they've done something and they can't fix something, which they're trying to, but then they don't want to. Obviously, I guess. No, I think we both agree that it's dangerous and it's not good for the drivers. But I still stand that the team should fix it, not FIA. I agree with that, but then if I look at it from Toto's point of view, I kind of agree with him as well. But then I'm. I think I'm stuck in the middle right now. I'm not sure where I want to be, but. 
we'll come back to that in the next episode and see where I'm sure there's going to be upgrade there's going to be changes by Silverstone so there we'll is definitely see. yes yeah. and I feel like Silverstone for Mercedes it's just going to work so perfect like we said at the start that they're getting better now at yes. the right time of the season yeah, so yeah. it works out a lot better so okay let's go back to this now back to that quiz yes it's not a quiz but yes it's <laughs> let's the see where it ends up yes so have you watched F1 before yes do you value teamwork yes are you a patriotic Brit? No. Are you a chav? No. I hope not. I don't know. No. And then the no, it goes, are you older than 13? Yes. Have you crashed your car? No comment. <laughs> yeah. Here? If you say yes, you end up in Hass. Oh, I wow. Know, I don't know what, how this has come, but then let me just... Mazepin, all- that's how it's got there. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> come back to that. I'm going to come back to that part as well. One second. Also, let me just read everything out. It goes, when it says, have you watched F1? If you answer yes, it obviously takes you to, do you value teamwork? But if you say no, it just says the answer is Mercedes. So your team should be Mercedes. If you've not watched F1 before, you come on and that's it. <laughs> just You're, use Mercedes. Just, that's it. Yes. Wow. But then I feel like we might need to cut this out. To be, I'm not sure yet. I think we'll, we'll record it, it anyway. We'll keep this in. But... I, li- I quite like Hass, so that works. <laughs> yeah, that works for you right now. But then when it says, do you value teamwork? If you go no, it says your team should be Ferrari. <laughs> I don't see Ferrari not having teamwork. I feel like they are really good at teamwork. No, I think I, I get that because it's like their teamwork so bad. If you look at all of the pit stops and everything they mess up, if you don't care about that side of things, go for Ferrari. Before we if finish the rest of this, you. I do want to say I did not make this. I just saw this on the internet and I just... I do think there's so much wrong with this, but we're going to complete anyway. And when it asks you, do you value teamwork? You say yes. And are you a patriotic Brit? If you say yes, it takes you, are you a failure? And to that, if you say no, it says your team is McLaren. But if you say, are you a failure? Yes. This says your team should be Williams. Where's, I'm just waiting for Red Bull to come out of one of yeah, these. How come, do I get I'll there? come back to that. But then I, I didn't like that part. It's like you were literally just calling the team a failure. But okay. Moving on from that as well. And then when you go to, are you a chav? For some reason, <laughs> if you answer yes, you end up with Red Bull. Yes, yes. Put me on yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't like this quiz, this I, question here. I, di- I don't agree. I with, don't know where I, you found this. We're not going li- to plug whoever this is. It was literally, I hope this is not a meme page, but if it was, mate, this has <laughs> definitely got my attention. I, I think I have it more because I disagree with so much on this rather than, oh, it's fun. Uh, this is your team. And when you say no, are you a chav? No. Are you older than 13? Obviously, when you said yes, it takes you up there. But if you say no, it says you end up with Alpha Tori. Oh. And okay. then I guess that, okay, that part. The is age like, kind of matters. Start, like Alpha Tori is like the little baby brother team of Red Bull. Yeah, so you, that's okay, the that part, there. I don't mind. And then you go, yes. And then it's, when you say, have you crashed your car? If you say no, then the next question is, do you always copy other people's homework? <laughs> no. But if you answer yes, you end up with Aston Martin. I get mine copied. So there's Aston Martins out there copying. Yeah. And then if you say no. Oh, that's that's because yeah, the pink, that's they pink com- Mercedes yes. and the green Red Bull. The green yes. Bull. Yes. <laughs> that one I like. That makes sense. Some of it's funny, but some of it's like borderline offensive to the teams, I guess. But yes. So um, it says, then the next question is, after the homework part, if you say no, you don't copy other people's homework. It asks, are you Italian? <laughs> No. If you're Italian, if you say yes, you end up with Alfa Romeo. And if you say you are, you're not Italian. 
the next question is, do you disappoint your parents? <laughs> Where did you find this, honestly? <laughs> if you say no, it's a liar and it drags you back to Alpine anyway. And then if you say yes, you disappoint your parents, it drags you to Alpine. I think this is a bit... <laughs> Whoever's made this has done it in a way that they've added some parts from the old seasons they've probably seen. Yeah. Because I can see that matching. This, see yeah, because Alpine's doing really well this year. I know, but before when they were like Renault, yeah, you could say they were a bit disappointing. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. so this comes to that. But I just thought it's just something exciting on this as well, on the episode. And then just comes about. So I guess I'm team has now. And this brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And hopefully we'll catch you just before Silverstone or might after it depends on what happens but enjoy Goodwood if you're going this weekend